Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt, and joining me this week is friend of the show, Amanda Craig, here to talk about fan friction. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we're so excited to have you back. Um, I know you haven't been keeping up a ton with the most current season, but I have to ask you, what do you think of the new intro? Oh my god, yes. This was the first time that I've seen it, and I loved it. It was so, it's so much better than yeah, the like cheesy old one that they had. Yeah, because I think you were on for the transition from like the purple logo to mm-hmm. the like EDM music. Yes. And now this final iteration. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was cute. It was sweet. Yeah. I thought it was really great as well. Um, I think everyone's liking it so far. Yeah. It also very much just like feels like they're their current Instagram aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now they're kind of, like, locked into it. Right. Um, but before we get into this most recent episode, we have some IRL news to cover. Um, up top, we're going to start with some sad news. There is a report earlier this week that Lamar Odom collapsed in a nightclub in Los Angeles. Um, sad. Really sad. Lamar's rep said it was due to dehydration. Um we can only hope that Lamar is happy and healthy. We only want the best for him. Right. In addition, I happened across a story from June that we did not cover. Um, I kind of have to apologize for our negligence here, but there was a an article in People, actually an interview in People, a People exclusive with Lamar's children talking about the intervention that they had for their father after his... Um, medical emergency two years ago it's actually yeah been two years wow that's crazy that's unbelievable yeah i just remember like all day i had like the tmz article open the one that was updating and i was just refreshing like every 30 minutes yeah yeah that was insane i totally was following along as well when that happened like i didn't think he was gonna make it No, I was telling people all week, like, Lamar Odom is going to die. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That being said, it was really great to see Lamar in such a good place for the past year or so, Um, and we just wish him the best moving forward, and we hope that, you know, he can continue his streak of good health. Yeah. Um, In lighter news, Jonathan Cheban is apparently teasing the possibility of changing his whole goddamn name to food god (laughs) oh he is such a character like every time he's on i like i'm i laugh all the time but i'm just like he's so outrageous yeah does it feel like every time he's on the screen he's like crafting a little more eccentricity for himself completely he used to have like a show on e right he did yes, he while. had that show with Simon. That's right. Because okay. they had that PR firm. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, why. I was just like, this last episode, I was thinking of that show because I would get so wrapped up in it, but it was the most pointless show. Oh my God. What was Jonathan like on that show? Was he as annoying? <laughs> I mean, yes, because it was like focused on their business. And so yeah. he was pretty annoying in that one. Yeah. What were what was your impression of his skills like as a PR person in the context of that show? Yeah. Um 
I feel like he was like the crazy one and Simon was the one who actually worked really hard. Um, but I think like his contacts, his like address book made him like he couldn't be bad at his job. Interesting. Based on the people he was working with. Very interesting. Okay. That like definitely contextualizes the like Jonathan Simon relationship Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking more about Jonathan in this episode because I mean, he's basically a recurring character at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some really recent hot, fresh Kim news from today. Um, Kim is involved in a new app. I don't really know what her level of involvement is. This is not from the same company that does, um, Kim Kardashian Hollywood. This is a startup called Craze that has launched this app called, um, Screenshop, and it is supposed to allow you to screenshot anything like any outfit from Instagram or wherever you take screenshots of outfits I guess upload it to the app and then the app gives you options to steal the look um I did it like just now with one of Kristen Ritter's outfits because I love everything she wears Mm -hmm. and I wish I was as tall as her um but it did have like some pretty accurate options like there were there were things about the outfit that it got wrong but i can't blame it for getting it wrong mm-hmm. you know what i mean Fair. Um, yeah the prices there <laughs> was some like fast fast fashion mixed in there but there was also like upscale fashion yeah. mixed in there and there was not really a way that i saw to sort between the two but you know yeah. seems like a weirdly useful app reminds me of like some apps that were on the last season of silicon valley Oh my god, yes. The seafood app? Yes, when they're taking pictures and it's like, what does it say? Like, it's a hot dog or something like that. Yeah, it's a hot dog or it's not a hot dog. (laughs) But it's like, it's like a joke app from Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. except it's real and functional, which is is cool. And I could see why Kim would want to get behind it. Oh yeah. Um, If you guys have been following the Kim and Kanye housing saga for the past five years, big news today. (laughs) Kim and Kanye have sold their beautiful Spartan Bel Air mansion. This is the one that we've seen on the show. Okay. It has that really weird stark interior. Like, everything is a very sharp angle. Like, that house they totally. sold. Um, so, if you guys remember, they also have a house in Hidden Hills. So, that's much closer to the Calabasas area. And they've been renovating that shit for... I mean, <laughs> North is, like, four years old, right? Yeah. North is, like, four and a half. So, they've been renovating that house for, like, four years. It better be perfect. (laughs) Apparently, it is move-in ready, but there is major landscaping to be done. So, as of today, TMZ's aerial shots show (laughs) that it looks like a beautiful house just sitting on a mound of dirt. (laughs) Get some flowers in there, Kanye. Yeah. Oh, Kanye was on the scene, so I'm excited to see what he does with landscaping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want to see, like, a succulent garden. Yes. He's not going to do that, but I would love him to that do that. That would be amazing. Like, a ro- more rose walls. <gasps> yes. We need that. <laughs> oh, my God. Kim yeah. needs that for her Instagram. Oh, she does. Wow. That would be such a resource, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully we will see the Hidden Hills house on the show soon. I'm going to miss the Bel Air mansion, though. I, like, yeah. weirdly liked it. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And I think she says something about, like, Jonathan as, like, this room is empty. And she's like, we like it. Like, our stuff, <laughs> like, we don't want to put our art on the walls. <laughs> Kimberly I know (laughs) but that takes us right into this episode which is it brings some some fun stuff to the plate I want to say that Mm -hmm. but it's also a continuation of the long dead thread that has been pulling along season 14 which is Courtney and Scott um we will get to Courtney and Scott because like what haven't we already said but I want to talk about the scene we open with, with with Kim lounging. I love, love when Kim lounges. Yeah, I yes. Know. Oh my god, that's my brand. I have to go back <laughs> and see if there's like a screenshot I should lift from that scene. Yeah. Um But who else is in the room? Jonathan and a tattoo artist. <laughs> Jonathan food food god. He is getting a food god tattoo and he is the biggest baby I have ever seen tattooed. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't have a tattoo at all, but I don't think that I would act like that. Like, no. he does not hold himself together. He lo- he <laughs> acts like someone is, like, rubbing sandpaper mm-hmm. against his skin. It's a tiny, tiny tattoo on his it's arm. It's so small. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I think, like, the most accurate way to describe getting a tattoo is it's, like, you have a sunburn and someone's just, like, scraping a needle on it very Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a very fine sensation. Yeah. It's not something you need to, like, writhe around on the couch about. Yeah, he's, you can tell he's, like, sweating in that scene. Like, he is <laughs> just absolutely dying. But, like, who brought the tattoo artist there? <laughs> Whose idea was yeah, this? Yeah, where were they? That was Kim's house. Okay, I was wondering. That couch looked too comfortable to be, like, a piece of furniture that they would own. I feel like it's in a secret room or something. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But also, like, the blanket really made it for me. Mm-hmm. The blanket that matched the couch perfectly. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Yes. But we don't we don't return to the scene of Jonathan's first <laughs> tattoo at any point. This is just the opener. Yeah, we don't know if it healed properly. We don't know if he, does, if he regrets his decision. Yeah. We need to follow up Why don't up we hear more that? about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing the Food God tattoo on the Food God Instagram. Mm-hmm. I look today, like, he still has not gotten better about f- photographing food. Like, at this <laughs> point, he just doesn't want to improve. It's like, that's your one thing. You need to be really good at it. But I, do, I just don't buy it because I feel like it came out of nowhere. And so much of this episode is Jonathan yeah. trying to prompt Kim to talk about how food has always been his thing absolutely I completely agree it felt so forced like I was yeah wait was he like eating weird food on his previous show I mean, no they went out to like fun LA restaurants but it wasn't and like New York restaurants but it wasn't a theme in the show whatsoever so weird <laughs> yeah it, I just feel like it's like trendy to have a thing like that to be like oh food is my thing like I'm the food god and he just takes it really far and it's all he talks about he's just like a living tasty video (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Yes. Like, every, like, video that has come across my Facebook feed, because it's a fucking paid ad. Like, I do right. this. I know how I get this. Mm-hmm. And I still fall victim every time. And every video that's, like, rainbow donuts, yeah. churro, ice cream, like, that kind of gimmicky stuff. Yeah, but they make he, it look so easy. And you're, like, I could I maybe know. do that at home. <laughs> every time. I've started to sit through, like, midstream ads mm-hmm. to finish those. Yeah. Like, I thought I was better than that. <laughs> but, like, it seems like Jonathan just has a hit list of, like, every trendy, like, weird food gimmick. Especially mm-hmm. if it's, like, really sugary yeah. or, like, really, like, indulgent in another way. And it's just, like, <laughs> poorly lit image after poorly lit image. Like... <laughs> Why would you stake your brand on this? Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't get it. But I do love this weird plot line about Kim's diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was into it. Yeah. I, I feel like we've done this before, but it's been a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Do you subscribe to her app? No, but I wanted to resubscribe today when she posted um, a link about, like, their home renovations, yes. and I clicked it, yeah. and I couldn't get in. That's Do you? No, but I want to, and what I want is her diet content. Like, I'm trying to go on a health journey right now, and I have zero motivation. I mean, I just, like, every time I get served up some diet content, I just feel like it was made for me. You know, mm-hmm. they're speaking like, directly to you. Exactly. Like <laughs> AMC has a new show coming out that I was reading about the other day. You might have heard of this. It's called Dietland. Oh my! God. I have not heard of that. Juliana Margulies is in it. Ooh. Of Good Wife fame, and then Marty Knoxon, who is one of the showrunners on Unreal, and she also unfortunately was embroiled in that like drama with to the bone which is on netflix and people said it was glamorizing eating disorders but Mm. marty noxon is actually like a woman who has had an eating disorder um and she is like show running this show called Dietland that's going to be on amc amc and juliana margulies is going to star in it and it's going to be a dark drama oh i like the sound of that already isn't that great yeah but but um, Kim's diet is just, like, right in line with that faux healthy content I consume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Did you um, happen across that New York Times article about the clean eating craze? I don't this was think a couple so. Of weeks ago. I don't think I read it. There was, uh, it might have been the New Yorker, actually. But I think it was a a New Yorker article, and it was about the clean eating craze and how the clean eating craze is really just um, a new kind of guise for essentially the same, like, diet fads. Um, But how this one (laughs) kind of, like, uniquely penalizes, like, uh, like recognizing the clean eating phase for what it is because you're supposed to be like it's a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. and like i just like feel i just feel healthy instead of like acknowledging that it's like atkins and like uh, slim fast before it it's just about weight loss and about like conforming to very narrow beauty standards Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Um, I would love to read that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, But this storyline that Kim's going through really reminds me of it because Kim does acknowledge she wants to lose weight, but there is that same emphasis on, like, being strong Mm -hmm. and, like, eating this really narrow diet. And, Um, like, that feeling of, like, if I crack, it's over. Like, Yes, exactly. That all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but I feel like we've been through this before, like, Kim craving beignets when she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. like, Kim wanting to get in shape after her breakup with Reggie, and now we're on, like, her fourth trainer. Yeah. Who We've been through Gunner. She's pretty amazing, by the way. Oh, I know. I was very into her, but we've been through Gunner. (laughs) We've been through Don. Where's Don? What happened to him? Right. Yeah. Chloe and Courtney are using Coach Joe, who just appeared out of nowhere. Um, and now Kim has this new trainer called uh, Melissa. Mm-hmm. And Melissa looks incredible. Yeah. And Kim's like, oh, I just stumbled across her on Instagram. Because that's how people... Yeah. <laughs> like, what if Kim just, like, DM'd you and was like, hey, can you meet me in New York and <laughs> train me? Oh, my God. Well, it wouldn't be Kim DMing you. I, it would be Steph, right? Oh, yeah. Great point. Or whoever has Steph's old job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're going to see her again. I, I, It was really interesting to me that they, like, name-dropped the trainer. Yeah. Because they don't always do that. Right. So that definitely made it seem a little, like, promotional. But I thought it was really cool that Kim was training with a woman and, like, a woman who... Mm-hmm is like visibly muscular yes yeah but the whole focus of the episode becomes and i feel like i lived this for like two years like that push right before you go on a diet Mm -hmm. where you just want to eat every trash thing that you tell yourself you're never gonna eat again oh my god Yes, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, all right, I'll just eat this tonight and then I'll start tomorrow. In fact, I think there's an old episode where Kim's like, eh, I'll start tomorrow talking about a diet. <laughs> there totally is. Well, uh, good times. Yeah. Um, we go through that. They're in New York. They get pizza. They get ice cream. Mm-hmm. She's with Jonathan, as we've established. Like, this is his new thing now. Yeah. And then we move into Kim's in the diet now. She's thrown out the Nilla wafer. She's a new woman. <laughs> and she can't eat any of these things. And she keeps going to restaurants yeah. with Jonathan. Yeah. And this becomes the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a conflict for her. Like, and I've been there when you're trying to eat healthy and like all your friends want to do is go out to eat. And she's like, can we get this bread off the table? Like she looks visibly uncomfortable in that scene. Yeah. Like just pissed. And of course, Jonathan and Courtney are like, we need one of everything. We're starving. Like bring out the desserts, okay. bring out the breads, bring it all. What drove me crazy, though, about that scene is, like, Courtney doesn't eat any of those things. No, she doesn't try any of them. But but she was, like, playing into it because clearly that was the direction she'd been given. Yeah. But, like, if Kim was, like, out to eat with Courtney, I feel like she would not have any issues uh, right. adhering to this really strict diet because we know Courtney's gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, mm-hmm. soy-free. Well, like, I'm pretty sure all she 
had was a green tea when they were she at right? that restaurant. <laughs> but she was totally like yeah, she's, playing into mm-hmm. Jonathan's thing. Oh, yeah. Like, she's oh, like, oh, that she, looks so good. I want the fries. Like, oh, that pretzel bread. <laughs> and Kim is just, she's like, I stayed strong. And I was she's proud. So proud of her. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a fun plot line. I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, we also saw Jonathan jogging in jeans. Oh my gosh. This was maybe the highlight. Yeah. I was laughing so hard when he was making fun of her workouts. He's like, you're like, all you do is walk up the hill, blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh. And I love how Kim's like, well, then you do it. And then he goes jogging in <laughs> jeans, and she just, like, drives alongside him in her Bentley. Mm-hmm. It's... Like, don't forget who I am. Right. It's a great scene. And they decide that they can stay friends, although I kind of would have loved if this was, like, the breakup between Kim and Jonathan. Yes, like, if they really made it dramatic. I would have loved for this to be a multi-episode arc because we need something else to start carrying the momentum mm-hmm. through this season, I think. Yeah. Um, because we're just faced with another... I don't want to talk about Scott yet. I know. We do go to Cleveland for the second time yeah. in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Kris Jenner's first visit. I don't know how she hasn't gone before. Yeah, I know, right? She goes with um, Courtney, and she goes uh, with Chloe, and they're going to see Tristan play. Um, And Chris is hyped. Chris wants to know if there's Dairy Queen in Cleveland. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. Did she think that that was, like, unique to the coastal elites? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chris. She was pretty funny in this whole plot line i will say i feel like this is the most like on Mm -hmm. she's been in a while yeah like she was just turning it up at every new scene yeah it was so great it was like nice that it wasn't chris you know turning everything back to her and like making it a big emotional dramatic thing of like why haven't I been to Cleveland yet blah 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 instead it was fun and she was being lighthearted, and it was enjoy it was like actually enjoyable to watch yeah she was definitely like having some cultivating some shenanigans mm-hmm. um she did not bring Corey which I thought was interesting right I would agree there yeah because then I think, you know, we've established he can't really, like, deliver his lines, but that has never stopped him from being in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Following along. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of, like, standing, you know, two feet behind Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does have some good advice, which is don't go to the Cavaliers game. Right. I guess because the Cavaliers have, like, lost recently um, in sports fans love to blame the women dating athletes for the failure of their sports team for the athletes poor performance exactly (laughs) this this has happened to everyone it happened to shakira jessica simpson Mm -hmm. um olivia munn and of course it's happened to 
Khloe Kardashian. And she's very familiar with this phenomenon because this is not the first basketball player she's dated. Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't know that based on Chris's reaction. Oh my God. Can we talk about Chris? Yes. (laughs) For a second. The way she's like so enamored with Tristan and the fact that he plays basketball and like just the questions she's firing off are so insane. <laughs> she's like, do you get sore? Like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, you know the answer, Chris. Yeah. She was like, oh, like, what would you, what would you do if you like got traded? Like, right. Chloe's ex-husband got traded mm-hmm. while they were married. Like, you know exactly what would happen. Yes. And like Kim dated an athlete for a long time. Like, this is not a new world for her. No. But she's acting like she's never met a basketball player before. They're just trying to make old plot lines new again. I guess so. <laughs> um, they do get yelled at in the street. I'm sure that that's not the first time that they've been yelled at in the street, but I'm sure it's the first time that it has, you know, added to a dramatic plot line on the show. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. I'm sure it happens all the time, and sometimes it makes the cut, and sometimes it doesn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, trying to remember, like, what else happens in Cleveland. Yeah, they go, they have... Um, they get to Cleveland, they have a nice family dinner at Tristan's home, which is mm-hmm. beautiful, by the way. I know. And it's nice, like, his family was there, they were there, everyone was together. Overall, I th- it was, like, a successful trip for Chris, I would say. Yeah. And I think this is one of the most, um, this is, like, the most screen time we've seen of Tristan so far. Mm-hmm deflecting weird questions like do you ever not yeah. have a beard yeah but exactly. handling it, you know right he with yeah praise. i thought he yeah he did very well with those weird yeah questions. like it seems like a little thing but then like you imagine how like chris humphreys would handle it and you yeah. you can see that like right that's actually an attribute to be able to like handle chris jenner on camera like that exactly because chris humphreys would have just laughed and said something really rude oh yeah i'm sure of it yeah he was like the same age as tristan is now when he married kim oh i didn't realize that yeah he was like the same age and i think chloe's a little older than kim was when kim married chris humphreys okay Hmm. so that kind of leaves us with (laughs) scott and courtney um, I don't think there's there's been an episode yet that hasn't been about Scott and Courtney in some way this season. Um, we are hot off of the Bella Thorne can drama. Mm-hmm. We drop in on Chloe on the phone with Kendall and hairstylist extraordinaire Jen Atkin <laughs> talking about Scott's behavior in a can. Apparently, Scott gave Kendall a call. About the fact that he planned to show up at LAX with Bella Thorne. Honestly, Scott, what are you doing? Why is there no one there to advise him? I know, like... I mean, it's a it's a PR move, but it's the wrong exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. It's so uncomfortable, and like... Ugh. 
Okay, here's a show that I think would maybe work in small doses. Jonathan doing PR for Scott oh. and rehabbing Scott's image. Genius. But then, like, Simon's there, too, and Simon just, like, shows up kind of at the end of mm-hmm. the episode and, like, saves of the day. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Because Jonathan and Scott get into hijinks, and I'm sure they, like, fight all the <sighs> exactly. time because they both have really abrasive personalities, and Simon just smooths everything over. And at the end of every episode, you're like, why isn't Simon just doing Scott's PR? <laughs> but that wouldn't be as entertaining. Exactly. I would... I would watch that every week. It would be yeah. really good. Ryan Seacrest call <laughs> us. But once again, we end up with Kim handling Scott. Yes, yeah. You, Amanda, I don't think you saw the most... It's not the most recent episode, but it's the one before where Scott was apparently having some kind of breakdown and, like, Scott's friends called Courtney and were like, Scott's having a downward Mm -hmm. spiral, blah, blah, blah. Courtney ends up calling Kim and is like, Scott's friends keep telling me that he's, like, in a downward spiral. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, And Kim ended up going over to Scott's house and being like, so you're fine, right? Yeah, no, I have not seen that. My point being, like, we have seen this before and we've seen this very recently. And the only person willing to sit down and play family Mm -hmm. mediator with Scott is Kim. Yeah, everyone else is like how do we act around him do we still talk to him do we wish him a happy birthday things like that and kim is the one who just has him over to her house and talks through a few things with him yeah she doesn't even flinch at some of the crazy things that scott says Scott sounding like a petulant child saying, oh, Courtney was on vacation with one man and, like, how does that look versus me trying to find happiness with with all these girls and not finding it. Like, weirdly putting the onus on these, like, 19-year-old girls he was with to, like, fulfill him in some way. So weird. I mean, what are we going to do when the show (laughs) catches up to real time and they Mm -hmm. have to cover Scott and Sophia Ritchie? Call Kim. She'll handle it. Call Kim and get Kim to call Nicole Richie. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Someone needs to step in there. Mm-hmm. But that plot line ends with a really strange scene at Chloe's kitchen table. So strange. Like, why was that scene even in there? I don't know if, like, Malik is now, like, contractually obligated to appear in every episode or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But this was the first time we'd really seen. Courtney and Scott in the same room I think since like maybe the first or second episode of this season so it's only been a few episodes yeah but it feels like it's been a really long time (laughs) based on how long we've been dealing with this um and it gets really weird really really fast thanks to Malika Malika just goes in and just starts firing off these most like the most uncomfortable questions with the both of them right there yeah would you have a fourth kid yeah like we can all joke about that behind courtney's back Mm -hmm. i did like a week ago sure but malika they're sitting right there Mm -hmm. yeah she well she even opens it like haven't seen you in so long but haven't seen the two of you together in even longer it's really uncomfortable chloe's Mm -hmm. there 
She's not helping. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I sense, like, annoyance coming from Courtney. Because Courtney really has moved on at this point. She's made that clear. When they first broke up, even though Scott had wronged her so many times, and particularly at the end of their relationship, I just couldn't really ever picture the -hmm. two of them moving on. Certainly not Courtney. But here she is. Khadijah is also in the room, though, and she does provide Mm -hmm. some sage platitudes about making sure that their kids feel loved and this is why malika was on famously single and khadijah's like married with a child but yeah i mean this was a fun episode but we've done it all before right that's kind of what i was thinking like to be honest this is the first episode this season that i've watched but it it's felt it felt like something that i've seen before um there was no real drama everything was kind of shenanigans hijinks Scott and Courtney, like, I'm ready for something new. You could have dropped these plot lines in any season, and I'm sure they would have worked. Yeah, exactly. But that takes us into power rankings, and Amanda, you helped me do the rankings this week. Um, We have a lot of people ranked, but let's start with our new feature, The Bench. Yes, I love this new feature, by the way. Yes, I'm so happy that we came up with it. Um... And we talked a lot because this is a very muddled week for power rankings. I think in part because the storylines are so repetitive. No one's really fighting to get to the top Mm -hmm. in the same way that I think they would in a fresher context. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about who's on the bench. On the bench this week, we've got Courtney. Kind of the same stuff that we've always seen, right? She's coming off of a hot streak. Mm-hmm. She had like a couple of weeks in a row where she was actually on top. But at this point, like you can tell that she's just depleted. Yeah. She needs some time on the bench to regroup. Mm-hmm. And I want to see her back in the top three real yes. soon. Yes. Completely agree. Coming in at the bottom, we have Malika. Um, why did she make the cut? Yeah. Honestly, Be- yeah. <laughs> Was she, like, fed that question by a producer and she was just, like, the most screen-time-hungry person, right. so she was willing to deliver it? Like, well, like, that was, like, the final scene that we saw, and it was two minutes. It had really nothing to do... I mean, it was about Courtney and Scott, but it really had nothing to do with anything they had been talking about the whole episode. And I just, for some reason, was, like, so annoyed by the question she was asking because they were so forward and uncomfortable having both of them there. Just obvious shitstirring. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, yeah, she's just like, did I make you uncomfortable? Like, you knew what you were doing when you asked those questions. E, we've got to get Malika on a new show. Yeah. She doesn't have enough to do here. Right. So above Malika, we have Scott. Scott at least, like, asserts a little more personhood than Malika. Malika's just a vessel for Mm -hmm. intrusive questions. Scott, as wrong as he is, has a sense of himself Mm -hmm. and this sad story he's telling himself about his post-breakup life. Still repetitive. Uh, We haven't seen Scott make a power move in years. (laughs) Scott used to be able to, like, steal a scene. Yeah, right. But that's why he needs that spinoff. Yeah. And he will get it one day with the next person on our power rankings list. Food God. Food God coming in (laughs) above Scott on our power rankings list. He does 
as much as I hate to admit it, steal some scenes. It's true. Not from Kim. <laughs> Never. But he does play up this first tattoo. He rides around on a couch. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know how many calories he eats on camera in that episode. Mm-hmm. It makes me a little sick to think about it. You know, he is not afraid of really antagonizing Kim. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of nice to see because I feel like not a lot of people have that kind of relationship with her. I find it interesting because Kim will, like, rib people in her family back, like, especially, like, Chloe, Mm -hmm. Courtney somewhat. But I feel like she weirdly, like, doesn't do that with Jonathan, even though Jonathan does it to her, and it's a very strange power dynamic. Yeah, you're right there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think Kim just kind of sits back and is, like, knows that Jonathan isn't shit without her. I suppose we're going to be seeing more of Jonathan. I mean, he is appearing in confessionals. Like, yeah, I noticed that. He's going to start appearing on, like, the cast list <laughs> or something. Producer. <laughs> I mean, Steph got a producer credit first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't already weaseled his yeah, way into the, the credits. Do you want to tell us who's coming in above Jonathan? So above Jonathan, we have Chloe. Um pretty neutral in this episode, I would say. She kind of just spent a lot of her time in this one fielding Kris Jenner and making sure things went smoothly with Chris's first visit to Cleveland. She was very tolerant of Chris. Mm-hmm. She did call out Chris's fake oh, voice. Yes, I loved that. Which, <laughs> that was so satisfying mm-hmm. because that Chris voice is so... Yes iconic it really is it's like but you can tell that chris really believes it mm-hmm. yeah it, well because you know it's what like, i mean it's anytime she's talking about a holiday or a family trip or <laughs> uh something about mj like it's always in that voice and i've always noticed it but no one has ever said anything about it <laughs> so thank you chloe <laughs> thank you chloe I want to see, like, I know Chloe's in Cleveland, but if uh, they could just keep pairing her and Chris, mm-hmm. I think it would do wonders for Chloe's on-screen appearances. Yeah, and like I said, I haven't really been keeping up, but she used to be one of my least favorites on the show. She just annoyed me with her attitude about everything, but mm-hmm. this one, I found her quite tolerable, I will say. So hopefully she'll continue down the road that she's on at least in this episode yeah and i think there's a little bit of hope because coming in above chloe we actually have tristan thompson and his i believe first ever official power ranking yeah on the spectrum of kardashian family boyfriend receptions he is i would say like pretty close to the top yeah i would agree there It definitely has just, like, echoes of that family dinner where everyone met Lamar for the first time. Good point. Miles ahead of Chris Humphreys. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he's miles ahead of where Scott was when Courtney and Scott started dating. And he handles Kris Jenner and her millions of questions about his life very well. Tristan's a family man. Yeah. And that's partially what this episode is selling us on. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us who's coming in above Tristan? Yes, above Tristan we have Chris. She, <laughs> she, she was funny this episode. She made me laugh. She, she had a good time. 
It's really good. I would yeah. love to see more of Chris in Cleveland. I would love to see... I would love to see Chris and Chloe go on a road trip. Yes. Maybe they could stop at Dairy Queen. Yes. <laughs> okay, because in another episode, they were talking about whether or not Gabbana's going to move to Cleveland. Oh. Yeah, because Gabbana... We did not see Gabbana in this episode, but Gabbana's still alive. <laughs> Okay, thank you for confirming, because you never know what happens. <laughs> it's hard to know. And you know who I we haven't seen in a minute now that I'm thinking about it? Those little Pomeranians that North and Penelope yes. have. Sushi is it's one, right? Sushi and honey. Okay, yeah. It's been about a month. I feel like someone recently tweeted at Kim and was like, where is sushi? And she responded like, she just shit on my couch, so <laughs> she's doing fine. <laughs> I would love to see Sushi be the Kardashian pet that prevails. Me too. To ascend to the tier that only Gabbana has yeah. attained so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the odds are just not in her favor. Yeah, based on past uh, situations... You don't really know what happens, do you? Best case scenario, she ends up with someone's assistant. But <laughs> point being, <laughs> so so theoretically taking Gabbana to Cleveland, put mm-hmm. Chloe and Chris in a car, yes. get them yes. to Cleveland. They're going to stop yeah. at Dairy Queen. They're going to reminisce about the fact that Chris kicked Gabbana out of her house. Chris will talk in that voice when she's talking about yes. the memories from this road trip. <laughs> They're going to yeah. reminisce. They're going to talk about how Chloe's going to oh, be a mom. Yeah. Like, Ryan Seacrest, these are great yes. ideas. Honestly, rent them some outrageous vehicle, like an RV or something. Put yes. Chris in the driver's seat. Yes. <laughs> and, like, let's make it happen. Yeah. There should be, like, a dramatic scene where, like, they leave their assistants behind. Yeah, something's got to happen. But this spinoff is second only to... Our reigning queen who's come to reclaim her throne, Kim Kardashian West. Family mediator, private investigator. (laughs) We should have talked about this in IRL news, and I'm so sorry we didn't, but if you have not watched the 18-minute Jennifer Lawrence interviewing Kim Kardashian on Jimmy Kimmel Live, you have not lived yet. That's on my list for tonight. Like, I'm dropping everything after this. It's... (laughs) so good first of all kim looks great second of all i mean how do you feel about jennifer lawrence amanda she okay she's someone that i have like a tiny bit of a problem with because she's one of those it's like i'm so real i'm so relatable like all at least she used to be i guess i i haven't really kept up and followed along with anything that she's been doing recently but for a while that whole I'm so real, and I eat pizza all the time. Like, that whole thing kind of got on my nerves because I was like, you're still gorgeous, rich, successful, like... Multi-Oscar nominee. Exactly. So, in that regard, she kind of used to get on my nerves, although I feel like lately she's kind of stopped doing that as much. So, I guess... I could see myself loving this interview. 
I think he will because I'm not a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I think she's had good performances, but I've never cared for her interview Mm -hmm. persona. But in the context of this interview, she comes in just as a keeping up with the Kardashians fan. And it is great. She is a vessel for things that I have wanted to know. Um, her delivery does not match mine, but I we have to accept mm-hmm. that about her in this scenario, I think. Um, the other great thing is prior to doing this interview, she had just days before gone over to Kris Jenner's house for dinner. Wait, why? <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, Kris Jenner, Kim oh, Kardashian. Because you remember like... There was a Snapchat of, and I think it was on Chris's, or it was on Kim's snap, of Chris Jenner and Jennifer Lawrence, like, laying in a bed yes, together. Yes, I do remember that. Okay, so they showed, like, videos and stuff from this dinner they recently had, and it's just the <laughs> same vibe. Chris and Jennifer Lawrence are just yes. wasted. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence apparently got really drunk and, like, made Kim style her. Okay, yeah. I'm in. Like, everything I would want to be in that situation but wouldn't allow myself to be. So it's a very fun interview from that um, POV. But something that they end up talking about is how Kim used to hack voicemails. And this is a throwback to something I love. Kim talks about how... Back in the day when people left voicemails, like, 10 years ago or whatever, um, you used to... There was this service where you would be able to call someone and make it look like you were calling from another number. So, if you called someone's number and made it look like they were calling themselves, you would go straight into their voicemail box because... Oh. Do you remember how, like, you used to be able to, like, call your own voicemail and then... So, Kim used to do this for, like all of her friends all of their boyfriends and apparently she once like at a birthday dinner opened up her phone called her boyfriend's number as though it was coming from him and put it on speakerphone and then found out at her birthday dinner that her boyfriend was like had said he was out of town but was in the city same city like meeting another woman oh my god i know that's not relevant to power rankings but if we're going to be talking about kim kardashian family mediator I just have to bring it back to Kim Kardashian, private investigator, because mm-hmm. that is the best Kim. It's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Do you remember the episode? It was definitely mm-hmm. Courtney and Kim mm-hmm. Take Miami when Kim was just like, I love being nosy and I want to ride along with like uh, detectives, yeah. like looking for this runaway girl. Yes, I do remember that. And then the whole time I'm like, Kim, what are you doing? But then I'm also like, Just absolutely loving it. It has been too long. So what I'm saying is, as much as, like, Kim is the only capable family mediator in this family, to take it up to the next level, we have to get back to her her private detective skills. Give this girl a mission. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I hope we see some of that moving forward. We certainly have a lot of episodes to cover Coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, for the next episode, uh, my friend Hannah is going to be returning. Uh, you guys might remember her from our episode on the life of Kylie. We're going to be talking about the launch of KKW Beauty, um, which will be really, really exciting. So get ready for lots of talk about makeup and skincare, um, and I'm sure way more Kylie gossip. I'm also trying to figure out what 
fantasy power rankings are going to look like. Um, we came up with this idea very recently. Um, I know that there's been some excitement about it and I just want to figure out the best way to do this for everyone so everyone can participate and everyone can have fun. So I should have an update within the next week. For updates, you can follow us on Twitter at the K-Hole Podcast. Um, that is where we're posting most of our updates. You can also follow us on Facebook. Um, if you are listening to us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or another podcast service, you could leave us a review, subscribe to the show. That's how other people find the show. And Fantasy Power Rankings is going to be way more fun with more people. Just think about it. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. I haven't used my 280 characters yet, and my promise to you is that I won't, so. <laughs> That's nice. I do my best. <laughs> Amanda, do you have anything you want to plug? No. If you ever do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we would love to have you back on the show. It's always yes. good to have someone on the show who has that historical knowledge. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to be keeping up for the rest of the season. This was a good start. Yeah, I hope so. Like. So. You should come back for fantasy power rankings. Yes, and... I am so in for that. Yeah, we'll get Kayla in the mix. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be great. Um, I'll try to get more of our old guests in the mix so everyone can participate. If anyone knows how fantasy sports work, please contact me. <laughs> I cannot help you there. I'm sorry, but you'll figure it out. There'll be a Google Doc or something. Yeah. This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude. <laughs>